So, uh, Hare Krishna, I apologize for the delay. We're a little late today, but I hope that was not a problem. Uh, we're going to uh, begin today with Srimad Bhagavatam 1915. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, uh, just to set the scene here, in the last class, uh, Bhishma, lying on the bed of arrows, uh, made his very famous statement, Sarvam Kala Kritam Manye. I consider that everything is done by destiny, by providence, by time. Bhavatang Chajara Priyam. All that happened to you, the Pandavas, the all the um, unpleasant or all the uh, just the all the troubles you've had and then Bhishma said Sapalo, Sapalo, so means with Palo, with their leaders Yadvashe Loko, the world, the whole world with its leaders is Yadvashe, under the control of time Vayuriva Ganavali just like the Gana Avali, the, the rows of clouds are under the control of the wind so that was where we ended last week. <clears throat> and now Bhishma continues, Yatra Dharma Suto Raja, Gada Panir Brikodaraha, Krishna Stri Gandivam Chapam, Surit Krishnas Tatovipat. So Bhishma is now stating this verse as proof. Here's the proof that everything is actually under the control of providence. He said, because in, in a situation where there was Dharma Suto Raja, the king who was Dharma Sutta, the, the, the child of Dharma, which is both figurative and uh, genetic because Yudhisthira's father is Yamaraj, or who's also called Dharma, Dharma Raj. So, and also, uh, Yudhisthira is the son of Dharma because he was so virtuous. So where there was Dharma's own son as king and Gada Panir, Gada, of course, means club. Krishna holds a club, therefore he's called Gadadhara, or as some devotees say, Gadadhara, which is, anyway, please don't say that. Gada Panir. Krishna who holds a club in his hand. I'm sorry, this is Bhima who holds a club in his hand. Also Krishna does. Brikodara, Vrika is wolf and Udara is stomach, wolf stomach or wolf belly. So Gada, Panir, Brikodara, Krishna is three. And here <clears throat> Krishna refers to Arjuna, who's also called Krishna sometimes. Astra means a weapon, and a man who has weapons is called Astri. So Krishna Astri, Arjuna, who has, who is armed. Oh my God, people are calling me. Let me get rid of this. Sorry about that. Uh, so Arjuna, who was holding uh, his weapons, And then Surit, Krishna's, and then Krishna, God, was Surit, was a well-wishing friend of, um, of the Pandavas. 
Su means good and hurt means heart. It's that's where we get the English word heart, hurt. Actually, the word we pronounce it hurt, it would really be pronounced technically in Sanskrit as hurt or heart, same word. So suhurt means someone that, <clears throat> that has a good heart. And so even though you have King Yudhisthira, the son of Dharma, you have mighty Brakodara Bhima, club in his hand, you have Arjuna with his weapons, Gandiva, uh, and, and his uh, chapam, his bow, Gandivam chapam, the Gandiva bow, and you have Krishna as their dear friend, and still Tato, and yet Viput, there was misfortune, or so-called misfortune. So Bhisma is saying that there must be, must be the power of providence, the will of God, because otherwise, with all these assets, uh, how could the Pandavas have suffered all this? There must be, it's what they call in uh, Portuguese, força maior, like greater power or the will of God. <clears throat> so then Bhishma says, Nahi asya karichit rajan puman veda viditsitam. Na karichit puman. No, there is no person. There's no one. There's no one at all, Veda, who knows asya, his, meaning Krishna's, viditsitam. Uh, uh, which Prabhupada translates very nicely as plan. Uh, it literally means, uh, vidha in Sanskrit means to establish something, to ordain or bestow or arrange something. And viditsitam means literally what someone plans to arrange. In other words, their plan. So nahiyasya karichidra jan puman veda viditsitam no one at all, no person in this world understands uh, what the Lord intends to do. So even kavis, even learned persons, kaviyopi, he indeed, muyanti, are bewildered even though they're, uh, they're engaged, bijigyasaya, Prabhupada translates it with exhaustive inquiries. It literally means with the desire to understand. So learned sages with the, with the, you know, who are endowed with this inquisitiveness, curiosity, inquiries, bijigyasaya, still they're bewildered. Even the sages are bewildered about Krishna's plan. So then Bhishma says, tasmat, therefore. After having said all that, he says, therefore. Idang, this, uh, Daiva Tantram, uh, Prabhupada says, enchantment of providence. Daiva, of course, comes from the word Deva, which means God. And so Daiva means like God's will or providence. Tantram, so this arrangement, this, uh, yeah, arrangement's a good word. Tasmadidang daiva tantram. So this arrangement of providence, vyavasya, uh, ascertaining, ascertaining that this is an arrangement of providence of God, Bharatarshava, oh, uh, literally bull of the Bharatas, or best of the Bharatas, tasyanu bihito natha, nata pahi, 
Praja Prabhu. So, uh, so therefore, you, Nata, O oh Lord, Nata as in Jagannatha, it, it's often translated as Lord. It, it also means like a guardian, the person who protects you, the person who takes care of you is your Nata. So, a person who has uh, no one to take care of them is sort of helpless, alone is called anatta, someone that has no guardian, no, no protector. And the word anubihita is interesting. Uh, <laughs> somehow it's not coming up in the dictionary, but that's, that's life, huh? Uh, anubihita, uh, that's interesting. Get it another way here. Uh, so anuvihita means to be guided by, to submit to, to accept. So here, uh, Bhishma is telling Yudhisthira that you should be tasya of him, of Krishna, anuvihita. In other words, be guided by him. Uh, allow your, yeah, be guided by him, be governed by his will. And in that situation, uh, you should, pa, you should, not the, you who are a guardian or a protector, pahi, you should protect prajaha, the citizens, all the creatures who are anatta, who have no guardian. You are a guardian, so you should protect all the prajas, all the citizens, all the living beings, who have no protector now because this is post Kurukshetra. And interestingly, um, Bhishma here calls Yudhisthira Prabhu, Prabhu. Prabhu is the vocative. When you're addressing someone as Prabhu, we say Prabhu, of course, among devotees, but actually in Sanskrit, if you were calling someone Prabhu, you would say Prabhu, which is the vocative form, if you want to be technical. But of course, most people apparently do not want to be technical. So tasmadidang daiva tantram vyavasya. So determining that which has been arranged by God, by providence, that all this has been arranged or, or determining or making up, really accepting, really accepting that all this was done by God. Bharatarshava. Tasyanu bhito anata. So you being guided by, governed by uh, his will, Krishna's will, Oh, uh, oh, guardian, guard, protect uh, all these people who have no one, who have no guardian, who have no one to take care of them. Prabhu. Uh, and he addresses him here as Prabhu. So then Bhishma says, Isha Vai Bhagavan Sakshad. It's very simple. It's like, sort of sounds like English, except it's Sanskrit. It means like, this indeed is the Lord himself. That's literally what it says. This indeed is the Lord himself. Eshavai Bhagavan Sakshad, like in person. Aksha means to see. So when someone's actually standing right in front of you, you can actually see them. Like In that sense, this indeed, this surely is the Lord in person, right in front of you. Adio, 
the original Narayana Puman, the original person Narayana, Mohayan Mahaya Lokam, uh, enchanting or bewildering the world by his Maya, Gudhas Charati Vrishnishu, and concealed, Gudha means concealed, uh, he is moving, literally moving among the Vrishnis. Beautiful verse. I mean, I hope I was able to convey some of this. Prabhupada translates it, this Sri Krishna is no other than the inconceivable original personality of Godhead. He is the first Narayana, the supreme enjoyer, but he is moving amongst the descendants of King Vrishni, just like one of us, and he is bewildering us with his self-created energy. So this indeed is the Lord in person, the, the original person, Narayan, bewildering the world by his Maya, moving, concealed, he moves among the Vrishnis. Sort of literally what it says there in the Sanskrit. So, uh, Asyanu Bhavam, this is 1919. Asyanu Bhavam Bhagavan Veda Guyatamang Shiva. Devarshir Naradak Sakshad Bhagavan Kapilo Nirpa. So, uh, Shiva, Lord Shiva, Bhagavan Shiva. Lord Shiva knows his uh, most confidential uh, Anubhavam, influence or power, Prabhupada translates it, glories. Devarshi Narada and Sakshata and, and Devarshi Narada himself also knows these most confidential glories or, or powers of the Lord. And Bhagavan Kapilo Nirpa. And O King. Nirpa means king. Nir is an abbreviation of Nara, which means human beings. And Pa is an abbreviation of Pala, protector. So, you know, a people protector. Nirpa means king. So, also Lord Kapila. So, Lord Shiva, Lord Kapila, Devarshi Narada. Understand these Guyatamang Anubhavam, these, this most confidential power, influence, or glory of the Lord. So here's a very beautiful, famous verse. Yan manyase, yan manyase matuleim. He whom you believe is your maternal cousin. The one that you believe is your maternal cousin. Yang manyase matuleim, triyam, mitram, your beloved friend, suhritamang, your greatest well-wisher. Akaro satshivang dutam. Um, so Radat Atasaratim. So, who you made, he's saying to Yudhisthira here, Akaro, which means you made, you made him thinking that he was your maternal cousin, your uh, greatest well wisher, your beloved friend. You made him. Uh, Satshivam, a counselor, a dutam, a messenger, sohradat, a tasaratim, saratim, and out of loving friendship, you even made him a charioteer. This is very nice. He's, uh, he's saying to Yudhisthira, and by extension to the Pandavas, that, that you know you believed he was your maternal cousin and, and your greatest friend, loving friend, and so you made him. You engaged him in all these services. 
you made him a messenger, a counselor, and even a chariot driver out of this friendship. So, uh, one second, I'm just gonna close the door here because of the noise. So, the next verse, uh, 21, is um, Sarvatmanak Samadrasho Hyadvayasyana Hankrate Tatkratang Mati Vaishamyam Niravadyasya Nat Anakuchit. So, uh, here, you just uh, Bhishma says that despite all these battles, and it appeared that you know some people were gaining advantage or the bad guys were winning. Here, Bhishma says that Krishna is uh, is Sarvatmana. So, uh, so of Krishna. Anyway, this is the genitive because he's going to say something about Krishna. So he says, of Krishna, who is Sarvatma, uh, Sarvatmanaha, of Krishna, who uh, is present in everyone's heart, Prabhupada translates this, or who is the soul of everyone, who is the well-wishing soul of everyone. Samadrisha, who has equal vision, Sama, same in English, who has equal vision. Hyadvayasya, who has no duality. Anahankrate, no false ego. And so of that person, Niravadyasya, and uh, Niravadyasya, Prabhupada translates it uh, free from attachment. It also means Vadya means that which is to be said, and Avadya means that which is not to be spoken. And so it kind of has a sense in Sanskrit, like in English, uh, avadyan, uh, or not to be praised, blamable. Uh, so avadya, so avadya means uh, uh, shameful, disgraceful. So near means without. So near avadya, near avadya, near means of near avadyasya of Krishna in whom there is nothing that you can blame, nothing which is reprehensible, uh, no imperfection, nothing. It's just like you say, I mean, same thing in English. In English, if you say he committed an unspeakable deed, it means he did something really evil, like that was unspeakable. Same thing in Sanskrit. Unspeakable as something really bad same thing in Sanskrit, avadya, which literally means unspeakable. And Krishna is near avadya. There's nothing unspeakable. There's nothing to be criticized in him. So, uh, so of that Krishna, nakwachit, uh, there is never, Prabhupada says, uh, never at any stage, mati vaishamyam. Mati vaishamyam. <clears throat> mati means opinion, consciousness. It comes from the verb man, uh, which means to think. And so just like Krishna says in the Gita in several places, matir mama, that is my opinion, that is my mati. 
So Mati means mind, consciousness, just like Lord Chaitanya, when he was walking about and some people called him God, he just said, Krishna Matirastu in Sanskrit, like literally let your mind be in Krishna. So that's Mati. And then Vaishamyam, Sama means equal, same. And uh, Vishama means unequal, Vishama. Uh, Vishame in the Sikh Shastaka, right? Lord Chaitanya. Ainanda Tanuja King Karampatimang Vishame Bhavambudhau. So I am in this material ocean, it's Lord Chaitanya praying as a devotee, which is Vishama. So Vish, so Sama meaning equal also means smooth, like a smooth road is Sama. It's an even road, an even, like even means the same. We talk about an even road or a smooth surface. So vishama, literally unequal or uneven, means rough. I can, you know, it's like an like a vishama road is a rough road. It's not smooth. It's not even. And so from the word vishama, you have the word vaishamyam, which means in this case being prejudiced, or in other words. It's being in a mati vaishamya means a state of mind in which you are not being equal to everyone. You're not being fair. It's sort of like an an unfair consciousness. And so uh, Bhishma here says that mati vaishamyam uh, tatkritam uh, is never in Krishna, and it, it, it's something which he never does. So when, when Krishna acts, he never acts with Mati Vaishamya, with an unfair consciousness or an unfair attitude, never. So that's what that verse says, actually. Let's see, we have time for one more. Uh, Tatapi, and yet, even so. So having said all that, Bhishma says that uh, Krishna is never unfair, never unequal to everyone. And yet, nevertheless, tata pi, even so. So he's going to say something which is paradoxical, which appears to almost contradict what he just said. Tata pi, even so, ekanta bhakteshu, among his pure devotees. Uh, Prabhupada translates ekanta as unflinching. Anta, anta in Sanskrit is actually the source of our English word end, end, anta. And so anta means an end, uh, a purpose, therefore, just like in English, you could say, like, what's your end? Like, like, what are you looking? So anta and eka anta means one end, one purpose, only one goal, ekanta. And so ekanta bhakteshu means to the, devote, to the devotees who have no other, who only have one purpose in life, and that is to serve Krishna, ekanta. They have one anta, one purpose, one end. So tatapi, so even so, even though Krishna is always equal, but to his pure devotees, pasha, behold, behold, look, bhupa, bhu, bhu is earth, of course, the earth, bhu, or sort of abbreviation for bhumi, and pa is protector, so earth protector, so in other words, king, oh, Prabhupada translates it, um, oh, king, that's literally what it means, it means like, earth protector. So Pasha Bhupa, behold, O earth protector, 
anukampitang, his his compassion. Behold his compassion. Um, and the word for compassion is very good or mercy. It's used a lot. Anukampa. Anukampa. It's just like that famous verse, uh, a devotee who's suffering, but still thinks this is all your mercy, this is all your anukampa. And so the word anukampa is very interesting. It's very similar to the English word compassion. Because in the English word compassion, the first part, or compasión, which is in, in Spanish, uh, or compasión in Portuguese, anyway, uh, the cone means with. We all know that, like cone, with. And passion is an older sense of the word passion, which means suffering. Like uh, the, the passion of Christ, for example. The passion of Christ means the suffering of Christ, his, crucif his crucifixion. So compassion, compassion literally means that you share in someone's suffering. You share in someone's suffering. That's literally what compassion means. And kampa, the Sanskrit verb kamp, as in kampati, or here we have kampa, it literally means to tremble, to tremble. And, uh, and anu in Sanskrit is, in this case, is the same as the Latin c-o-n or c-o-m, com, compassion, confidence. It just means with. So, uh, and the verb kump means, uh, let's see, a dictionary to tremble, shake. Uh, uh, so the idea here is that, in other words, it, it's just like in English. I mean, it's, it's easy to understand. In English, you say, oh, she was really shaken by that. I mean, think of how we use the word. He, she was really shaken by that, or, you know, he was shaken up by that. So when something really disturbs you so that you're just sort of trembling, it's sort of a way of saying that someone is suffering, like he was shaken up or she was really, uh, yeah, shaken by that. Same thing in Sanskrit, exact same thing in Sanskrit. So the word kamp, kampate, kampitan, different forms of the word, it means literally to tremble. Like for example, when there's a big demon, and typically in, a, in the Bhagavatam, there's a big demon, you know, stalking around, and it'll say that, you know, he made the earth shake. And so they use this word, kampate, kampate bhu, you know, the earth was shaking from this big giant. And so, and then think of the English, you know, to be shaken up or something, uh, or shaken by something. So that's what it is. So Anu, so in other words, when someone is kind of like you are shaken in the sense that you are really disturbed and someone else shares that with you, that's anukampa. That's interesting, I think. I mean, I hope I'm not the only one that finds the Sanskrit interesting. So uh, that's the word. If I'm the only one that finds this interesting, then tough luck. So, and here it said, Pasha Bhupa, uh, look, behold, O King, uh, Krishna's, it's talking about Krishna's, the Anukampitam, the, which Prabhupada translates as uh, how sympathetic. And, 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 and even the word sympathetic, sorry, I'll stop after this. So before you uh, try to get a refund online, this will be the last one. But 
Even the word sympathetic sin, of course, S-Y-N just means with. It comes from the Sanskrit sung, like sankirtan or synthesis. And uh, pathetic. Pathetic means someone who is in a miserable condition. So sympathetic means to join someone in their pathos, to join someone in their suffering, sympathy. So um, anyway, so in this verse, Bhishma says, behold, O king, his, um, the Lord's anukampitam, his, his compassion, his empathy or sympathy, because right at the moment when I am uh, giving up assumes, assumes means my life. Uh, asu, asu in Sanskrit is a synonym of prana. And just like Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, gatasungs, uh, gatasungsha, Literally, for one whose asu is gone, for those whose asu is gone, and for those whose asu is not gone, the wise don't lament. Gatasung, gata means gone. Gatasung, zagatasung, cha, nanu, sochanti, pandita. The wise do not lament for those whose asu is gone or those whose asu is not gone. And of course, it's just asu means prana or one's life. So here, Bhishma says that I am personally or I'm about to give up my assumes, my, my life, I'm about to give it up. And Krishna, darshanam agata, literally has come to darshana. In other words, he has come, he has, he has come to show himself to me. He has, he has become visible to me. Darshanam means seeing. He has literally come to my vision. He has come to my vision. He has come before me so that I can see him just as I'm about to give up my life. Another beautiful verse here. So any questions, they can be sent in now. And uh, maybe let's see if we have time for one more. I started late, so I wanna make sure you get your money's worth. Uh, I think we'll do this next week, actually. But we did, we did um, eight verses, I think, which is pretty good. At no extra cost to you. So let's see questions. Um, one could question Bijma's unflinching servitor statement since he chose to fight in the demon side during the war or even before. Could you elaborate on his motives for mostly acting on behalf of Duryodhana instead of the Pandas? That's a very good question. It's something I think every thinking devotee has struggled with. And I've spoken about this a lot, but for now I'll give a short version. I think at this point, I think we actually got a little clue to answer this question in an earlier verse last week where Bhishma is addressed as Deva Vrata. And uh, I think that's the clue because Deva Vrata was Bhishma's name as a child. That was his given name. He was Devavrata. His name was changed to Bhishma, awesome, uh, when he made that terrible vow. In some ways, it actually was terrible. Uh, he made that terrible vow uh, never to marry, never to be a king. And actually, once Bhishma took that vow, it was such a heavy vow that it, I'm tempted to say it, it, it kind of changed him in some ways his personality and he became like super rule oriented, maybe because he survived just by taking rules as everything. Like I, I made a vow, 
that's the rule. I can't marry. And he just, he developed this personality. Even, and, and so, and yet now at the end of his life, at the end of his life, he's again being called in the Bhagavatam Devavrata. And so I think he's gone full circle. And I think Bhishma now is speaking as a pure devotee who played a certain part in Krishna Leela, a part which was not always admirable, as Prabhupada himself says in a, in a purport in the first chapter of the Gita, a part that was not always admirable. But I see Bhishma here as at the end of life, okay, it's like the theater is over where everyone played a part in Krishna Leela. That theater is now over. I'm actually leaving this world. I'm Deva Vratta again. And, and he's speaking just as the pure devotee he really is. So that's how I would explain that. Uh, just one more question. Hare Krishna, Guru Deva. Hare Krishna. So I'll translate from Spanish. Uh, we had a doubt about uh, if Prabhupada chanted 16 or 64 rounds, could you please clarify or clear up, clear up this doubt? Uh, based on my personal association with, Krishna, uh, with Prabhupada, you know, many, many times being with Prabhupada, I would say definitely 16 rounds. Prabhupada, uh, as we know, is a very great Acharya, one of the greatest Acharyas. And Acharya, the very word Acharya means that one who teaches not only by words, but by his personal conduct. And Prabhupada was telling the whole world to chant 16 rounds. And I believe that he understood that his first duty to his guru was to fulfill his duty as an Acharya and set the example for his followers. Because even no matter how many times Prabhupada might have said, look, I'm chanting 64 rounds, don't try to imitate me. Prabhupada could have said a thousand times and always would have been these sort of self-appointed heroes that would have wanted to chant 64 rounds. It would have been a mess. So I think Prabhupada understood the will of his guru who empowered him and Krishna empowered him to become the great Acharya of our age. And his first duty by Krishna's will his first duty was to set a perfect example as an Acharya and to do what he was asking us to do. So I think, I mean, based on my experience, I think he definitely chanted 16 rounds. So another question. Uh, in relation to Krishna being equal to all, in these times it can be difficult to people, for people to understand that due to extreme political divisions that's why it's so important for devotees not to get sucked in, not to get seduced by a lot of this incredibly stupid politics. I mean, some of it is not stupid. I don't mean it's all stupid. I think there are some people who are actually intelligent, good people who are trying their best. I think there's a lot of evil on both sides. I think extremism itself is evil or at least at the very least, it's very much in the modes of passion and ignorance because Krishna explains this, I've quoted the verses so many times, Krishna explains again and again that in the mode of goodness, one does not go to extremes. Going to extremes means you are not in the mode of goodness, you are not clear-headed, you are not seeing clearly what's going on. 
And so uh, it is a duty of a devotee not to get uh, bewildered by vulgar, mundane politics, but rather, Krishna says in the Gita, Udasinavat. One has to remain above these passionate, ignorant conflicts. Our duty is to give the world pure spiritual advice. And even if you say it's our responsibility, some people say devotees should vote. Some people, I'm not going to get into those arguments. It's a personal choice. But uh, I would say in this age, even if someone does feel morally required to take some position, uh, I would say, you know, be moderate. If you go to the extremes, you're going to end up as a fool and you're going to get a lot of things wrong. So moderation, uh, try to remember that everyone is spirit soul. And even if one occasionally talks about political matters, uh, be well informed. There's, I mean, if, if you read the newspapers, the only possible result is that you'll become a fool. If you, I mean, not if you read them, but if you take them seriously, I happen to know a lot of things are going on because I took the trouble to inform myself to some extent. And the newspapers are extremely biased they tend to be extremely one-sided. They almost never give the whole picture. They almost never tell the whole story. So uh, if you're getting your news from the public media, you, you actually have, first of all, if you're trained as a scholar and you sort of, you know, you have the professional skill of research, you actually know how to do research and how to evaluate evidence. But if you're getting information from the media, I feel sorry you. I mean, of course, what other sources we have, you have to see both sides. Again, uh, going to extremes, becoming hateful, uh, ignoring history, ignoring social science. Uh, you're not going to make Prabhupada proud of you. Let me put it that way. So I think ultimately, Krishna says we have to be above these things. We have to be madhyasta. We have to stand in the middle of things and just be fair be open, see everyone as spirit, soul, and ultimately give people Krishna conscious advice. The devotees are the only hope for this world. And if the devotees get polluted by uh, ignorant politics, then, then where's the hope? So there was a second part of that question. How can one feel or realize that Krishna or God is equal to everyone when there is too much identification with one's race, political party, etc.? cetera? Uh, there are some people today who are just constantly insisting that everyone only see race. Ironically, they're the ones that claim to be fighting racism, but they judge everyone by their race, good or bad. Um, we have our own platform. We're, we're supposed to be followers of Krishna. We have our own body of knowledge. We have our own platform. We have our own position. We should not degrade ourselves by simply joining this or that mundane and at least half ignorant cause. We are supposed to be the Brahmins. We are supposed to be giving the pure knowledge and not becoming polluted by different materialistic positions. So it would seem based on the meaning of compassion that we must feel suffering for the purpose of empathy what about people who haven't experienced too much suffering in their life? 
how to develop empathy. Uh, I don't think you have to suffer in order to be empathetic. For example, I can say, thank God that I have never been a drug addict in this life. And yet, I, I mean, by Krishna's mercy, I have the power to put myself there and understand what it must be like. I've never killed anyone in this life, but I can understand, you know, how terrible that is. And you have one of the greatest novels ever written in the 19th century by Dostoevsky called Crime and Punishment, in which he gives this uh, very, very famous and sort of definitive analysis of how someone goes crazy by committing a terrible crime and killing someone. And so, as far as we know, Dostoevsky never killed anyone. So there are innumerable examples. I mean, how could Prabhupada be compassionate when he didn't suffer like we do because he was born pure? So uh, yes, compassion, empathy doesn't require that you've suffered the same thing. It just requires that you be a wise person. So thank you all very much. Again, sorry we were late. And uh, I hope the world still exists next Sunday. And you'll be back. Hare Krishna.